There comes a time in every journey where you just have to decide to go. The preparation has been done, the plans have been made, and there comes a moment where you just have to decide to step out and begin. And that's where we are in our study. You know, for the last few weeks, we have looked at all of the ways to prepare to take small steps on the long runway of God's purpose. We've looked at the need to be available, to act, to be adaptable, and to have accountability. But now there comes this moment where it's time to take all of that preparation and step out. You know, it's so interesting because there is a moment that occurs right before we act where it is so easy to hesitate. And one of my favorite quotes comes from George Cecil where he talks about hesitation. He says, On the plains of hesitation bleach the bones of countless millions who at the dawn of victory sat down to wait and waiting died. Now that's a little dramatic, but it's true. In that moment of hesitation, we can either decide to just sit on the beach and die, or we can decide to act and have that purposeful life that God calls us to. You know, there's a great leadership coach named Mel Robbins who does a lot of work about that second of hesitation before any great action. And she looks at all of the great things that have been accomplished by people by making that decision in that moment of hesitation where you don't listen to the voices that tell you every reason why you shouldn't do something, but instead you affirmatively decide to act. Well, the good news is we don't need flowery quotes from George Cecil or leadership coaches to help encourage us to not listen to that moment of hesitation. We can listen to Paul. And just like we've heard him so often throughout this study, he clearly gives us direction about the importance of being able to act. And it's in his letter to the Ephesians. Ephesians 2 verse 10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. It's really clear. Throughout this study, we've talked about the fact that we are unlikely leaders leading in unlikely circumstances with unlikely community. And what I want to do is just break up that verse to help us see that in that calling to be unlikely leaders, we actually have the likeliest leadership story possible because God has chosen it for us in advance. So let's look at this question first about why we should claim the title of unlikely leaders. You know, it's so easy, as we've talked about, for us to sit back and think about all of the reasons why we are not equipped or prepared to be able to step out for the Lord. We don't have the right education. We don't have the right experiences. We can get held back by memories or guilt that just tells us that we're limited in what we're able to do for him. But what is so clear in Paul's letter to the Ephesians is that we are his workmanship. He has been a craftsman in our lives so that we are able to act for him. Now, I've joked with you all often throughout this study about what a handy guy I am. So when it was time for me to, to figure out what it means to really look at a workman and what the woodworker does to prepare for a craft, I had to Google it and I went and I found a great website which talked me through the process of what woodworkers do to create masterpieces. And there are three steps to their process. One, they choose the wood that is right. They choose the wood with all of its knots, with all of its imperfections, but they choose the wood that will make the best item when they're finished. 
And that's what God does for us. He looks at our knots, he looks at our imperfections, and he chooses us for the task that we're called to. He knows what we are meant to do, and he knows how we can be used for him, warts and all. So first, the woodworker chooses the wood, but the second thing that happens is he prepares the wood. And in one of the sites that I looked at, it talked about the fact that before any work goes on in wood, you should let it adapt to the humidity for about two to three weeks. And I was thinking, isn't that what God does for us? He prepares us for the certain circumstances that we're called towards. And he does it in different ways. He may call us into a study like this. He may call us into intense time to be prepared for what we're called out to do through a different educational experience or through a different vocational experience. But he knows what it's going to take for us to be able to act for him. He prepares us and he knows exactly what we need. So he chooses us, he prepares us, and then he shapes us. And you all, what I think we need to be ready for, and certainly in the times that we're going through right now and what we've gone through throughout 2020, if you're like me, I've been shaped. I have felt the Lord cutting in to those things in my life that needed to be taken away. I have felt the Lord cutting in and giving me new direction in certain areas. But he has been taking this imperfect piece of wood that I am and shaping it in a very different way. And through that, I feel like I'm being called out into different areas. I feel like I'm being able to be ready to be used in different ways. But it doesn't have anything to do with me. It has to do with the fact that I know that we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. So if I allow myself to be confident that I'm chosen, if I allow myself to know that the preparation he's putting me through is for a purpose, and if I'm willing to allow him to cut into me, to help me be shaped into the man that he wants me to be, then we make ourselves ready to be used. So we're not unlikely leaders. We're likely leaders because we've been able to be shaped and turned into a masterpiece by the hand of God. So we can recognize all the reasons why we can't do things. But if we turn ourselves over to God and we allow him to do the work in our lives, unlikely leaders can be shaped by a God who has a really significant plan for us. So we're unlikely leaders and we find ourselves in unlikely circumstances. But the good news is, is those circumstances have been preordained from the beginning of time. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance. There are no surprises with God. He knows the unlikely circumstances that he is going to place you in. So when we look around and we say, why in the world would I be called to act in a situation like that? Why in the world am I being asked to lead in this circumstance where I don't feel like I have the capabilities? God chose to put you in that circumstance. You know, one of the verses that has always been a real um, source of not only confidence, but just a real source of strength for me comes in Acts. And it's in Acts chapter 17, verse 26. And Paul is speaking to the Athenians. And he gives that wonderful message about the fact that in the midst of all of their gods, there is one true God. 
But one of the things that he says about God that has just always spoken to me is in verse 26, when he says, from one man, he made all the nations that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. In the NIV, it talks about the fact that he chose the exact places that they should live. And I really believe that. There is a reason that you are living in 2020 in the midst of these crazy circumstances that we're in right now. In Knoxville, Tennessee, in Bearden, in Farragut, downtown, God has drawn the boundary places where he would have you to be. So there are no unlikely circumstances for him. We may feel that, but when we trust in him and we trust in his sovereignty to tell us where we should be, not just the physical location, but with the people in the organizations, the specific places that he has called us to, we can trust that there is a reason why we need to pull over and take stock of what he's doing so that we know where to lead. There are no unlikely circumstances with God. We can view them that way. But when we go to him with the full assurance that he has mapped out the plan, he has chosen the places for us to act and for us to lead, we can do it with a confidence and we can do it with a surety that he is in control. So we're allowing God to work in our lives, to make us that masterpiece. We're trusting in the fact that he has put us in the specific circumstances where we are called to act. And finally, we can do it with a sense that we can serve in unlikely community. You know, one of the things I appreciate about the letter to the Ephesians is when Paul gives this challenge in Ephesians 2.10, he doesn't say, for I am God's workmanship, that I can walk in them. He uses the plural. He says, for we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus, for us to do, for us to do, for us to walk in them. He uses that plural. And it just reminds me that through all our discussion about accountability, through all our discussion about finding ways to have that community that helps shape our dreams, that helps speak the truth, we have the opportunity to find people to walk alongside us to live out our purpose. And I think we do that in two different ways. You know, one, I really want you to think about the people that you've been with in this study or people that are around you in other circumstances and ask how you can lean on them to be a catalyst for where God would have you to go. How do you need to lean on them to be able to help shape your dreams, to help point, help point out the things that you need to do, to help give you that encouragement, to help give you that sense of where you should go? Are you open for them to do that? Sometimes those conversations are difficult. Sometimes those conversations are too truthful. But if we're really open for them to give you a sense of how scripture, how prayer, how their experiences can help guide you, it provides a wonderful way for us to be able to have a community of godly people that are helping us to be able to step out in the way that God would have us to go. So are we looking for ways to take advantage of others in our own leadership stories? But then I also want to ask you, who are the people where you need to be a catalyst for their story? Is it your children? Is it people in your workplace? Is it people in the small group that you're in right now? When you look around at the conversations that you've had, when you look around at the stories that have been shared, 
Do you have a sense that there is a person that you need to step into their life and provide guidance and to provide the same kind of comfort and sense of confidence that you've received from others? I want you to think about that because we're not called to do it alone. We're called for us to walk in the ways that God has called us to. So we're unlikely leaders, but God turns us into the likeliest of leaders. We find ourselves in unlikely circumstances all the time. But guess what? There are no unlikely circumstances with God. He's got us in the likeliest circumstances. And then we find ourselves in these strange, weird communities where we look around and we say, how would God have assembled a group like this? But you know what? They're the likeliest of communities because they're people that are seeking ways to take all that God has planned for them and be able to step out. You know, it's time to go. It's time to think about all of the things that we have been talking about and ask ourselves, where has God called me to pull over and take a look at what he's doing and where he wants me to be available? It's time to step out and act regardless of our fears because we can do it in faith. It's time to be adaptable to recognize that the means may change and we need to make ourselves available to learn, to do things differently, to present ourselves to people differently because the means can change, but the end doesn't. And the end is to bring glory to God and to act for him. And then finally, he calls us to be specific about accountability. And who can we be accountable to in a way that allows us to be able to speak into their lives? It's time to stop intellectualizing it and it's time to sit down and respond to where God would have us to go. So I want to ask you to do that this week. I want you to get into the study questions. I want you to think specifically about the nudges that you've been feeling over the course of this study. Where's God calling you to lead? Now, for many of you, you're already doing it. You are involved in an opportunity to serve God, and this is just a chance for you to double down on that and to be more intentional about the way that he would have you be used. But for others of us, we're being called into a different direction. We're being called into a different arena. And so we have the opportunity to market, to be specific. And then what I want you to hear is, as we said when we first started this study, is don't get overwhelmed. Be so confident of what God is having you to do and then just take small steps, one step after another. It's not about sitting down today and writing a five-year plan. It's not about sitting down and putting together a list of 10-year goals. It's about being able to lean on the things that we've learned from these characters in God's Word, these imperfect, unlikely characters in God's Word, and figuring out what are the one or two steps that I need to do to make sure that I'm setting out on that grand adventure of God's purpose. Oh, I hope you find it. I hope that you'll take that step. And then I can't wait to hear the stories of how God is using all of us to take our community, this unlikely community that we're in, and shape it into a way that brings him such glory. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this chance to be together and to study your word. I can't thank you enough for the men and the women in the Bible who are such great examples of unlikely leaders who were used by you. And Lord, throughout the course of this study, you've used them to inspire us to think about our own journey. You've used them to inspire us to think about the ways that we can look at the things that you are calling us to do and take those small steps of action. 
And so I pray, God, today that our hearts would be open to those things, that you would give us space over the next couple of days to really reflect on what we're learning and what we can do as unlikely leaders for you. And Lord, I also pray that you would give us the courage not to hesitate, that you would give us the courage to act, and that we would find ourselves in a community of people who are encouraging us and prompting us to be able to listen to your voice and act in a way that brings you glory. Lord, most of all, I pray that through that, we would come to rely on Jesus even more. He is the greatest gift that you gave us. He is the author of our leadership stories. And so I pray, God, that we would be open to knowing him more, to listening to his voice more, and to understanding that there is a very dark world that just needs an army of unlikely leaders to make it lighter. We ask all of these things in your son's name. Amen.